Hello there, this is the Psychology Report. Today I'd like to address an issue that affects us at the community level. It's further than the general topic of social psychology or perhaps community psychology. Law enforcement today is under attack. We are probably facing one of the most uh, difficult situations than we've ever faced in our history of America relative to our city police. You know, uh, we've had 64 police officers shot to death in the line of duty just in the year 2016. Now that was an increase from, um, let's say, 1995 approximately, an increase of about 163%. So we have gone upward in the attack on our city police. And um, in any given year, you know, it's usually about eight police officers are killed by ambush. Uh, and we're seeing an increase of the ambush type of killing than we've ever had in history. Dallas, Texas experienced one of those. Baton Rouge experienced another one. So we are seeing this going on throughout our cities, particularly in the year 2015 and the year 2016, as compared to the 10 years before that. So we've had a very significant increase in the shooting of our police officers, and especially the ambush type of shooting of our police officers. Now what's in back of all this? What's going on? Well, we've seen a couple things. We've seen a tremendous amount of anti-police rhetoric coming off of our streets. Perhaps the most notable is the Black Lives Matter movement, which is an anti-cop movement, anti-police movement. Some say it's a communistic-based movement. I don't know about that. But it certainly is an anti-police movement. And the rhetoric that comes out of the anti a police group of people known as the Black Lives Matter people has just generated a distrust of our police officers, a hatred for our police officers, a disrespect for our police officers, and a disregard for their own lives. So that's been a very grassroots kind of development that's taken place in our community levels. And we've encouraged that. We've encouraged the Black Lives Matter to foster and to flourish in our communities. It was President Obama who took the head of the Black Lives Matter, the, the man who was the head of it, and brought him into the Oval Office and spent an hour with him and encouraged him, you see. So when you have that kind of going on at the presidential level, it certainly is going to prevail at the city level. So this is a whole rhetoric that has taken place largely out of the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, they have just generated an enormous amount of support, you know, for themselves. Not only with the president, but with the press, the media, and many, many, many politicians, particularly in the liberal side of the fence, who have distorted facts and have um, encouraged this uh, attitude against our police officers by charging them or accusing them of racism. Now, there may be a few police officers that have racial uh, disrespect 
just like any citizen in our community, anybody, many people. But there are a few that have kind of an anti-racial view of our world. And there are a few police officers that perhaps think that way. But that's not the issue of the police officers across the country. That's not the majority, and that's certainly not the prevailing view of police officers. That's maybe only a few at the exception. So we've had this rhetoric here of the anti-police and the idea that it has prevailed throughout our country, not only at the local level with the Black Lives Matter movement, but at the national level with the media and with the, with the political fervor that have, we have seen taking place over the last number of years. And we've had a president that has not been particularly favorable towards police officers. We've seen that in the selection of the Attorney General, the Attorney General Holder and the Attorney General Lynch, both uh, took the position of charging local police officers with uh, improper behavior, illegal behavior, and even wanting to take over city police departments. In the case of Ferguson, as an example, Baltimore, as an example, accusing the police officers in those cities of being ineffective and being racial, and proceeded to impose a federal jurisdiction upon them. So we had this whole movement of not only going on and what's going on at the grassroots level, but at the governmental, at the highest governmental levels of oppressing our police officers and accusing them and charging them with inappropriate behavior, irrational behavior, and racial behavior, and, and so on. So our police officers have certainly gone themselves up against the um, pressures of, of the political system uh, today. And what we're seeing here now, of course, is that the law enforcement is under attack. Um, we're seeing this at the level of cities, we're seeing this at the level of the state, we're seeing this level, we're seeing right across the country. So we need to rethink this whole issue. And now we have a president that has declared himself to be a pro-police president, a pro-law enforcement president, a pro-legal president, and to in fulfill and to honor and to support and to enforce law enforcement and our laws at the community level, the state level, and so on. Now, that's going to work two ways. One is that's going to be good in the sense that we are now reaffirming that we are a state, that we are a country of laws, and we're going to enforce our laws. On the other hand, it's going to bring our uprising at the community level by the people who do not want to live under the laws of our land, who either want to recreate the laws of our land, disregard the laws of our land, or kind of take over and uh, live according to the laws that they want to live by. In other words, take the law in their own hands. We're seeing that kind of movement going on. We're seeing this as a, a tinderbox, actually, that could likely uh, erupt over the next uh, six to nine months, and particularly as summer comes, is a time when you see more upheaval and more riots and more uh, disrespect and disregard at the community level. We're facing a period of time now, just by the calendar year, 
that this could be a tinderbox situation between the people who want to enforce our laws and live by the laws of our land and those that do not want to live by the laws of our land, do not want to enforce the, land of our, enforce the laws of our land, but want to create the laws as they wish it to be and to take law in their own hands. So this is the conflict that we're now looking at, and we're going to see, a, I think, a very strong upheaval in our country uh, over the next six to nine months. Now, there's another whole movement at the community level that I think plays into this, and that is the marijuana laws that have come in. We have a conflict here. We have federal law that controls the marijuana industry, and uh, it's illegal, you know, to grow and to possess a certain amount of marijuana. But then you have the city laws and the state laws that are in contrast and in conflict with federal law. So you have this whole struggle now going between the federal government and the state government and the local government as to who is going to win the battle of legal marijuana, whether it's for medical purposes or recreational purposes. Now, there are no recreational purposes. Everything is recreational. So that means marijuana can be used in anything and everything at any time and anywhere because everything is recreational, essentially. But we used to have, and we have some states that only restrict it to medical. We have some that restrict it to medical and recreational. And there are some states that, of course, do not allow it at all. So we are very diverse in our state as to the acceptance of marijuana and the place of it in our country. So we're going to see that issue uh, over the next six to nine months and as summer approaches. That issue is going to be a very strong one, you know, as well. So um, you can see a lot of conflict, you know, taking place at the community level over that issue. And I've always said for our young people that the careers of the future will be in law enforcement. They'll be the police jobs. They will be the probation jobs. They will be legal jobs. They will be correctional jobs. And they will be in jobs that have to do with any type of law enforcement, particularly as we see this marijuana thing grow and become a major problem in our, our country, because if, if we allow marijuana to be used, no matter what, for medical purposes or recreational purposes, crime follows and crime increases enormously so. So we're going to see an increase of crime. Therefore, we're going to need police officers. We're going to need correctional officers. We're going to need probation officers. We're going to need people in the social justice system. We're going to need social workers. We're going to need people in that whole industry. So that's the kind of the careers of the future. Just because we have a government and we have a group of people who have allowed marijuana to come into our world and be part of us in a very legal kind of manner, uh, thinking that they've restricted, but that really basically leads to no restriction. Recreational marijuana is really unrestricted use of marijuana. So... We have to kind of rethink this whole area and uh, be aware of it and to be very knowledgeable as to what we are going to do regarding our police officers. And we need to support them. We need to encourage them. We need to uh, back them up. And we need to help them so that we allow our police officers to do their job and not allow our city governments to attack them and to accuse them and to diminish them and to disrespect them. 
This has been the Psychology Report, and thanks for joining me. I encourage you to look at my website, booksbyhedberg.com. If you have a child in your home, if you're a parent in some way, grandparent, the book Doctor Teach Me to Parent is an excellent book to help you understand this whole issue of drug use. I have a whole section on don't let drugs cross over your threshold. And uh, your home should not be a place where drug is used or tolerated in any format. And how you can, as a parent, help your children uh, avoid the trappings and the addictions related to drug use. So, booksbyhedberg.com is the name of the website. Go and check it out. Thanks for joining me today, and this has been the Psychology Report. Bye for now.